Welcome to the Relaunch Your Career podcast. I'm your host, Leah Lambert, career and interview coach and founder of Relaunch Me, where we help you find the work that you were meant to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the Relaunch Your Career podcast. Today, I'm doing a solo episode, and this episode is for people who may be looking to prepare for emergency services interviews in the near future. So over the last seven years, I've, I guess, developed a little bit of a niche in my business, and that is coaching people to prepare for emergency services. So um, in particular, I do a lot of work with people preparing for to become a firefighter um, for the final panel interview. I do a lot of work with graduate paramedics as well as more experienced paramedics. And also I've done quite a lot of coaching for police from graduate level right through to inspector level. It's a, a part of my business that I thoroughly enjoy. And I would have to say that the people that I coach for the fire services and for paramedic interviews um, are some of the nicest people I've met in my life. So um, it's a definitely an area of my business that I really, really enjoy. Um, and so I wanted to, I guess, share some of my tips for how you might nail your emergency services interview if you've one coming up in the near future. So I guess just to um, give you a bit of background, you know, I have, I've never been a firefighter or a paramedic and I can tell you I never will, um, but I have about 17 years of recruitment HR experience and so what I bring to the people that I coach is understanding from an HR perspective what type of capabilities, skills and competencies that these services are looking for and how you can identify and articulate your key competencies that will help you be successful in the role. So over the last seven years, I've coached people, um, as I said, for paramedic, for fire service, also police across all states of Australia, as well as in New Zealand. Today, I just wanted to share what I believe are six key tips that will help you nail your final panel interview. Um, So the first tip is to start early with your preparation. For anyone who has done one of these interviews, they will know that there is a lot to learn. There's a lot of information to cover. So the sooner you start your research and your preparation, the better. So if for someone preparing for the fire service, I would recommend that you start getting a feel for what you're going to have to learn for the final interview pretty much as soon as you start the whole recruitment process. That doesn't mean you have to be sitting down drafting examples straight away, but just starting to get some of the background information early will mean there's less to do when it comes to preparing for that final group assessment and interview towards the end. So the first thing I would be encouraging you to do if you are able to and not in lockdown is to get out and do some station visits. So the more station visits you can do, the better. The more firefighters or paramedics that you can talk to, the the better as well. To really, I guess, understand what to expect from the interview process, but also to learn a lot about the fire service, which I'm going to get to next. So start early, um, start really finding out what you need to learn so that it's not, you're not leaving it all to the last minute. The second key tip, and I think this makes a lot of difference between the candidates that do succeed and those that don't, is to really know yourself well. 
so what, what I mean by that is really taking that time out to really assess yourself, to understand what your motivations are for be, for becoming a firefighter or a paramedic or to join the police force and really being able to articulate that in a really convincing way. It's also really important that if you are already in a different career, so this may not apply to someone preparing to become a par- paramedic because often they're studying paramedicine, um, but for someone who is perhaps looking to make a career change to become a police officer or a firefighter, what is really important is that you can articulate the skills that you've developed in your current career or in your previous work experience or it could be unpaid volunteer work or even through other activities outside of work. What are the skills that you have developed over the course of your life or your career that will help you be successful in this job? So really understanding those skills is very important. In addition, it's really important to understand sort of your personal qualities, the things that, um, you know, qualities that you're born with that will help you be a good firefighter or paramedic. Um, In addition, it's not just about skills, but it's understanding your strengths, you know, what you particularly do well and how that will help you be better working in the emergency services. And another key area of knowing yourself well is understanding and knowing and being able to articulate your personal values. So what is important to you in your life and career and how do you already demonstrate that in your current work? So that would be my top tip number two, and that is to really do that hard work to know yourself well and understand what you bring to this role. My third key tip would be to know the service well. If you are, again, preparing to become a firefighter, for instance, you really need to understand the role of a firefighter. And it's obviously not just responding to emergencies, self to fires. There is a lot that firefighters do behind the scenes. Likewise, with paramedics, there's a lot of work that goes on preparing to be ready, um, to having the truck ready, to packing the equipment. Um, So it's really understanding the full breadth of the role and how your strengths will help you in each of those areas. You need to have a really good understanding of the different safety programs that are run by your fire service. You need to understand the challenges that come with the role. So that might be around safety. It might be around managing shift work, um, but also just the general stresses that can come from working in emergency services. So there is a huge amount of information that you need to learn about the service that you're applying for. So again, the sooner you start, less there will be to learn in the final stages of the recruitment process. Most of the fire services, although the interview structure and the process is slightly different across states, there are very similar themes that come out in these interviews. So it's really understanding the values, it's understanding why safety is important, it's understanding the rank structure, it's understanding teamwork. So there is a lot of information that you need to absorb that will help you the more people that you're talking to from these services or the more station visits that you are able to complete. Um, So my third tip is to really know the fire service well or the service that you're applying for. The fourth tip is to do lots of research about what to expect from the interview. In particular, research the types of questions that you are likely to be asked. 
So these questions can be broken down into a number of different categories. The first type of questions I call general questions. And they're the same sort of questions that you would get if you were interviewing for any job, pretty much across any industry. So questions such as, tell us about yourself. What skills do you bring to the role? What are your weaknesses? Do you have any strengths? What are the challenges of the role? So these are the types of questions that, you know, could be asked whether you're applying for a job with a bank or an engineering job or an accounting job or a retail job. You know, they're the typical questions that we're all pretty familiar with. The second type of questions will be to assess your motivations and reasons for wanting to join the fire service or to become a paramedic, etc. So they really want to know, you know, why have you followed this pathway? What do you believe you're going to get out of this change? And why is it important to you? So again, if you've done taken that time to do that work on understanding your, your motivations, your values, your interests, etc., then those questions should be pretty easy to answer. Now, the third type of question, which is usually what people come to see me for, is probably the most difficult type of question, and that's what we call a behavioural interview question. Now, behavioural interview questions are linked to the key competencies that the service is looking for in a candidate. So it will be linked to skills or competencies such as safety awareness, teamwork, problem solving, communication, etc. So these are the most difficult questions um, because they will ask you for a very specific example of when you have successfully demonstrated that competency in the past. So these sorts of questions would be questions such as, can you tell us about a time when you have motivated a team? What happened? What did you do? And will that help you in the fire service? So these questions can be quite difficult to answer. And this guess where someone like myself comes in to help you really understand what type of examples they're looking for um, and to help you develop some examples from your current career that will satisfy what they're looking for. These questions are definitely the most difficult for most of my clients and most of them would spend probably the greatest amount of time preparing for the interview Um, starting to develop these specific examples and to be able to practice them and to be able to articulate them in a professional manner in what can be quite a stressful interview environment. The fifth tip is to obviously prepare very specific examples for these questions and they need to be the right examples. So they need to be examples um, ideally that are fairly recent, examples of where you have clearly demonstrated the capabilities that they're looking for and you need to be able to really prepare them um, and structure them in a method which we call the STAR method. So you really need to understand this method. You need to be able to practice telling these stories, which is all they are, obviously successfully using this method. And the final tip is to practice. One of my favourite quotes, which I feel is very relevant to interview preparation, is the more you sweat in peace, the less you bleed in war. Um, So I think that is very apt to preparing for an interview, particularly an interview such as this, um, which is extremely competitive and really it will make or break whether you get through and get an offer from the service. 
So a lot of the candidates that are successful, they do spend weeks, if not months, preparing for this interview. That might mean writing out all their examples, practicing reading them aloud, practicing them in the car on the way to work every day, practicing them with their partner on the weekend. Um, So if you really want to succeed in this interview and you haven't had a lot of practice with interviews previously, then you need to allow this practice time. So those would be my top six tips for how people really can nail this final panel interview. And I guess what differentiates the best candidates from my experience, first of all, the ones that have obviously put in the hard work, they've spent the time doing the self-assessment, they've spent the time truly understanding the role and not just the pros but also the cons. They've spent hours preparing their examples. They've invested in coaching if they need it to work on their interview technique. And then they've practiced their examples and responses for weeks, if not months. Um, And this is what really makes these candidates succeed in this final interview. If you are someone who hasn't had a lot of interview practice before, uh, or perhaps you have um, actually undertaken this interview before and not made it through, I guess this is where I can help. My clients come to me for individual tailored sessions. At the moment, all these sessions are on Zoom. It's usually a 90-minute session, which you are also welcome to record and listen to later if you need it. So often they'll do, sometimes just one session is enough. Some of my clients might do one or two sessions and possibly a 60-minute mock interview, a couple of days out from the interview or a week out is what I'd normally recommend. Um, So the coaching session is really working on your interview technique. Um, It's going through very specific examples um, and workshopping those and making sure that they're the right examples. The mock interview is more like a practice interview. So it's usually 60 minutes in duration. We do questions for about 40 minutes, and then allow 20 minutes at the end for feedback and discussion around which ones perhaps need a little bit of extra work before the final interview. So if anyone out there is looking for some help preparing for their interview, you're welcome to email me directly. My email is leah, L-E-A-H, at relaunchme.com.au. Thank you, everyone. Um, Wishing all those preparing for an interview in the near future the best of luck. Please don't hesitate to contact me if you need some help. Otherwise, I look forward to chatting to you again soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Relaunch Your Career. If you did, please subscribe, share with your friends, leave a review or connect with us on social media at Relaunch Me Career Consulting. If you have any questions about the episode or the work that we do, then contact us via the website relaunchme.com.au. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.